Welcome to Cover 4. If you're a Section 4 football fan, this is your podcast. I'm Coach Smith, and I'll be your host. The Cover 4 podcast is brought to you by TDS Performance Improvement. Leading people is the most important responsibility in the world, yet 60% of first-time leaders fail, and only 5% of organizations have a leader development strategy. I developed the premier first-time leader development program to prevent these failures. Beginning in January 2023, I will deliver this monthly leader development program at the Tioga Downs Casino, Nichols, New York. Visit TDSPI.com, that's TDSPI.com, and click to find out if you're prepared to lead people. This episode introduces you to the newly established Big 44 Ernie Davis-Floyd Little All-Star Classic football game. This game replaces the long-standing Section 4 Ernie Davis Exceptional Senior Classic, which was contested 31 times, with the E-Squad dominating the series with a 23-8 record. Today's episode is a conversation with Paul Seeley from Section 3. Paul coached high school football in Section 3 for 48 seasons. He is a board member on the National Football Foundation, Central New York chapter. He's also a board member of the New York State Football Coaches Association. And you would easily say Paul is a true ambassador of high school football, particularly in New York State. Paul was one of a few people who were instrumental in establishing the Big 44, Ernie Davis, Floyd Little, All-Star Classic football game. The inaugural game will be played this Sunday, November 20th, at Liverpool High School in Syracuse at noon. Section 3 and Section 4 will each have 44 student-athletes on their respective rosters, honoring the number 44, which Ernie, Floyd, and Jim Brown made famous at Syracuse, on their respective teams. Now our conversation with Paul Seeley. Welcome, Paul. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. How there you, you go. Thanks for hopping on with us and uh, giving us a rundown here. I got the initial question for you is how did the concept for this particular game originate? Well, I'm a board member of the New York State Football Coaches Association, along with Steve Verkler and uh, Jeff Miller out of Section 4. We were banting and forth. He does an all-star game. We do. And somehow it came up, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have an all-star game against each other? Well, the light bulb went on. We started talking. Ernie Davis game was in Section 4. I said, I have no problem calling it the Ernie Davis game. And somebody said, well, you know, Floyd Little was at Syracuse, Section 3. So we, those kind of things. And we came up with the, you know, Team Davis, Team Little concept of the Big 44 game. Nice. And, I, uh, and there's that uh, connection between – or the lineage between – Ernie and Floyd, um, when when Ernie or Floyd was actually looking at the United States Military Academy at West Point, when uh, Ernie Davis had passed away, and he'd already committed to to Ernie, or he promised Ernie that he would go to to West Point, and or I'm sorry, to to Syracuse. So he he honored that. Now you have an interesting twist to what um, the Syracuse staff did with Floyd Little. Tell share that with us a little bit. Well, sure. You know, you know, back back when they were being recruited, there was no. Uh, no internet, no social media, no ESPN. 
So the story went that uh, Ben knew that he, he had him because of the promise, but Ben didn't trust anybody. And he definitely didn't trust Notre Dame. And he hid Floyd in a hotel in Connecticut so they couldn't find him until signing day. Yeah, and when Coach uh, Saley is referring to Ben, he's talking about Coach Ben Schwarzwalder with right. uh, Syracuse University. Um, that and uh, that's the, to me that's an interesting story because back in the day that what you're talking about that was pretty much the wild wild west in recruiting, and uh, they could you know if you could hide a student athlete like that and the time frame went by, hey, we get to he gets to stay at our campus and not go to Notre Dame. <laughs> Right. So that's a little known story. It didn't come out in the movie, The Express, but uh -huh. played for Ben back in the 70s. I was a walk on there. Those stories came up all the time. Those coaches were great. Oh, that you must have been living a dream there. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, great. did you did you catch any of the Carrier Dome or were you gone before that? Oh, I was gone long before that. That came five years after I was coaching high school by then. Yeah, that came in 1980, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I graduated in 75. Okay. Okay. We got a student athlete from this area uh, that went up there and I believe he was on the team when it opened up and his name is Ed Coban. He was oh, from Union Endicott. Right. Quite yeah. the punt returner. Very, yeah. he's, Eddie he's Coban, a, very good player. I remember yeah, him. Yeah. He's a, he's a section four guy. Yeah. And uh, all right. So uh, we talked that one through uh, Paul. Now take us through what the game logistics are, not, not just practice, but trying to get all 44 guys uh, to come to practice and, and any uh, guardrails you put on what they can do offensively, defensively, you know, those kind of things. Right. Well, in section four, I'm um, in section three, excuse me. What we did is we had coaches nominate players and we nominated them for the Arcaro game first. So we looked at all of those nominations. The guys that were playing in the championship games last week, we saved some spots for them to see if they wanted to play. So Coach uh, Kevin Depard, you know, he, he gathered the list of, of nominees, made calls to make sure, because some coaches will say, geez, I don't know if my kid can play. Well, guess what? Your kid can play. We have two, <laughs> we have two kids from a little school called Pulaski. It's a, it's a lower C school. These two guys can play. Sure. So we tried to scour everybody, give everybody a chance to nominate them. Uh, Kevin looked at nominations. We looked at film. We looked at games. And then we sent out the invitations, trying to get the kids. And, and most of them came. You know, there's still a few problems of getting to practice or they're not sure or the coach sent the helmet back. You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, all sorts of things. But, you know, we, we've got our roster. We're finalizing it as we speak. And so they're practicing. Uh, they had a few restrictions. Uh, Coach Verkler and Coach uh, Depard sat down, and they're going to play a 4-3 defense, you know, nickel coverage on pass, goal line, short yardage. No offense, How about blitzing? Uh, you can only blitz from inside the box. No outside rushes. Okay, no corner stuff. It's all coming uh, up the gut. And you can't walk up into the box and then rush off the line. So okay. some simple things just to keep kids safe. Sure, absolutely. But you don't have that much time to work together. Right. And then on offense, uh, it's pretty much do what you can and, and the amount you got. Sure. You know? So I think both teams are running spread, as I understand. And so they're, they're out there practicing. These are all-star kids. They pick up stuff a lot faster than you think. Oh, sure. The, the, the yeah. student athletes today, um, they, they, I think the cerebral game is much more just because of the amount of information 
and knowledge that coaches have that can share with them and what they can go see and learn on the internet, as long as it's right. you know good stuff. Yeah, and these are the best of the best. So you know that they've they've internalized the game. I'm sure they watch game film on their own, and they're a great bunch of kids. I've been in practice for two days. They're just fun kids. I try to really make it. I tell the coaches, don't yell at anybody. These are great kids. You know, you yeah. don't have to get mad. Right, exactly. <laughs> They'll listen. They'll do it. It's not like, you know, when you coach high school football, sometimes you get those kids that just don't pay attention or, or don't watch the film and you get frustrated. I said, don't sure. worry. When that ball gets snapped, these kids can play. Sure. And I had the uh, great opportunity to coach in one of the Ernie Davis game, Ernie Davis Senior Classics down here. And that was a lot of fun. Like, like I told you, I had the defensive backs and I had an odd number. I looked like, I, uh, I think it was nine. So you couldn't just run four and four. So you yeah. had to have, you know, the, that one that would you would cycle through and stuff. But it was it was a lot of fun. The game seems to be at a little bit different pace. Once they get going, the pace is just a little bit different than a traditional varsity game because, like you said, it's the best of the best. So that the game speeds a little bit more, and I think the skill set is a little bit higher, and it's a, a, a really nice game for the, the student-athletes. Yeah, you know, some I've coached uh... – well, I, I don't know. This is probably my 20th game somewhere in there. I, I kind of lose track over the years. But I have never had a game where, where the kids didn't have fun, the coaches didn't have fun, and the kids didn't pick up. They, they, they could play this game. Yeah, and that's the right – those are the right reasons for um, these young student-athletes playing the game. And I always said I like I like the youth football. I like high school football. College is starting to get a little more uh, commercialized, but the genuine nature of – why they're playing the game. It's still very genuine at the high school and youth level. Well, you know, two things. One, I always tell these kids, look, if you're from a small school, here's your chance to, you know, shut the mouth of the big coaches, you know, oh, oh trip double A. Yeah, well, sure. I'm from a tiny school and I can still play. So I encourage the kids to really play hard, you know. Sure. I think that's very important. And, you know, as far as the college game and all that, it's a business. Yeah. You know, and if I, I guarantee it. If you asked almost any former pro football player if they could go back in time and play another game, I'm pretty sure they'd all say high school game. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. If you play big time college football, pro football, you know how vicious that game really is. Oh, it's a big on TV on Saturday, but you have no idea what goes on the first four days. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a commercialized. Yeah. Now, now, Paul, the last thing I I wanted you to share with us is uh, what potential improvements do you foresee for this game or um, improvements you want to make going down the road or potential sites, uh, venues, whatever that you see? Well, you know, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have an end-of-the-year meeting with our staff. I'm going to ask Verkler to have it with his, come up with what you like, what we didn't like. Moving forward, no idea is, you know, is a bad idea. I, I entertain everything, you know. We tried to get the game at Cortland State, and they were very, very good to us. They wanted us the game. The issue was if they got an NCAA game, because they bid those games, sure, that would take precedent. Well, we don't have a second venue. I can't say, okay, come tomorrow night. So we couldn't really lock into that. I was, you know what I mean? I couldn't risk it when I had the book places. So that's when we decided, you know, the Carrier Dome, they got basketball going on, so the cost becomes even more. We'd love to play in the Carrier Dome. I think the kids would have a ball. And hopefully one day we can. So we decided on a high school here. We went to Liverpool, great facility. The athletic director, Ari Lieberman, he has just bent over backwards to make this game happen and, and to do things for kids. 
And then I said to Verkler and Miller, I said, okay, then next year we'll come to, to wherever you want to hold the game. You know, it's your choice. We'll show up wherever you tell us. Sure. Yeah, we yeah. don't have a domed-in venue, but uh, yeah. we've got some really nice uh, facilities here in the yeah. area. Well, like I said, uh, the regional games that I've been a part of, I mean, uh, Vestal's, uh, the new Vestal, that, that's a great place. Parking, the, the locker rooms are right there. Uh, I think, is it Jeff Paskey, the AD? No, that? Paskey is the uh, AD at Johnson City. Johnson City, right, it, right, right. It is Rich, uh, it's Josh Gannon. Josh Gannon, yeah, I got Thank you. I always get them mixed up. Josh bends over backwards to make good stuff happen. So wherever they want to go is fine by me. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I said, anything else, sky's the limit. I mean, anything, you you know, these are, these are games that need sponsors. You know, uh, we spend every dime on the kids, making sure that they have, you know, the stuff they like to entice people to play. This game, uh, it's on huddle. We're going to have end zone camera and, and regular camera so the kids can use it. To sure. Or if they want to go to college, it's a way to show that you can play against maybe a, an upper level team. Sure. Now, take us through a little bit about the the, the jerseys. I saw the jerseys. They're really nice jerseys for, uh, you know, Team Little and Team Davis. And they're really nice. So take us through that and the design and everything that went into that. Well, what happened was the um, New York State Coaches Association, which is made up of nine, 11 sections, 12 sections, including New York City. Now, we've raised money over the years uh, through uh, uh, our uh, at the casino when we have our uh, annual clinic. Yep. And so we were talking about, okay, we have, you know, we're doing okay. A lot of guys <laughs> have worked hard. So I I, I, I requested, you know, forty five hundred bucks, twenty three fifty for each, uh, each section. Uh, we have a, a, a gentleman, Ralph Tanner, who's out of Section Nine. He owns a shirt company. So he said, look it. I'll take your budget and I'll make you two sets of jerseys. And he came up with a design. They're beautiful. They're really cool. We have, uh, you know, our two big sponsors, the National Football Foundation on one shoulder pad. On the other is the New York State Coaches Association. And and I don't know, he just, uh, one of our guys up here designed them. Hey, they look good. So now, are these a takeaway for the student athletes? Well, they're, they're free to the kids. Nice. Sublimated jersey. So the, the numbers are built right into the jersey. It really is a nice jersey. Now, are any of these jerseys going to have the the number 44 on it? I I'm, I'm, I see there's little patches, but I'm talking about yeah. are any of the student athletes going to be allowed to wear well, 44? What we did, I, I ordered two 44 jerseys. We put them in frames and we're going to present. Well, the, you know, the Davis family is kind of spread out. So, uh, we, we'd like to give it to, you know, Elmira High School to put in their uh, trophy case. or sure. wherever. And we're going to give Team Little to the Little family. Uh, Floyd's wife's family still lives here in Syracuse, so they're going to attend the game. Okay, nice. That's a really nice gesture, and that would go a long way. Just seeing that and knowing the, the, the story behind that will give – um, you know, it'll incentivize some of the young student athletes, whether they're in grade school or in high school, to to pursue the game. And you know something? It's uh, as soon as I presented it to the state association, all the all the reps were for it. Then it started. Then it was like, well, nine and one. We'd like to do it next year. All right. Well, then you get the money next year. I mean, we have money and to spend it on kids. You got to start putting something back to the kids. Sure. And not always. This, and I, this sounds kind of crazy, but student athletes, they get scholarships, but a lot of them don't play in the game, big games. And the big games are what 
generate the money. So you got to you got to spread the swag out. Sure. You know? And, and uh, that swag is a badge of honor uh, in the section four, now in section three with these jerseys. You, don't you think that those young student athletes are going to be wearing well, those? They'll wear them to school. They'll wear them out. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and you that's know, the pride so, in mean, it. Right. And we have a good media director in Rocco Carbone. He's got a lot of great ideas how to promote this game. You know, one of the issues was we've never done this. So I have nothing to show anybody but sure. like, okay, what we're going to do. Well, that is not what you did. So it, it's hard. <laughs> you know, once we have the game and we have our promotional brochure, you're doing a great job for us. That that builds the momentum. Yep. So next year I have stuff to mail out to people. Say, look what we're doing. Can you help? Or would you like to be involved? Yeah, you're going to have pictures. You're going to have video clips. Right. You're going to have like this podcast. You could probably use this. Um, you know, you're going to have all sorts of promotional uh, material. But the other thing, too, Paul, those young student athletes wearing those jerseys around are going to generate a lot of questions, predominantly in non-football uh, arenas or, 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 or circular groups because, uh, oh, what that's a really nice jersey. Where'd you get it? Well, we played in this game. Oh, you go up and look it up on the Internet. So the next thing you know, you got uh, non-football people buying into or, or interested in it as well. Right. Now, I have a question for you. One of the coaches, and again, I, I need to, my son always tells me I need to update my social media, get involved and do it because that's the new way. And I'm fine with it. Sure. But one of the coaches says that we can retweet your your podcast on Twitter or put the game film on Twitter. Yeah. So that's what, what we're going to do. Yeah. What I do, Paul, is I go out, uh, I have a Twitter account. Okay. Uh -huh. And what I do is I'll, I'll go out there and then when there's a new episode, like after this episode is, is I edit it and get it out on the internet. Uh, then I'll send an email out to blast everybody, let them know. And then I also go out on Twitter and, and through the, the course of the season, this will be the third season I've done this. You know, you start to build that rapport of who follows who and those kind of things. So then when you start putting like uh, Rocco uh, Carvalho, he put yeah. something out the other day. Uh, about the jersey announcement. So I retweeted that out throughout section four and some other kind. It's not just section four on Twitter. Right. It's you don't know where that's going to reach. So right. those are great sources for that. Yeah. And and Rocco is my main man. So he'll he'll have to give me a tutoring session. Yeah, you'll 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 get onto it really quick. Yeah. You'll get onto yeah. it really quick. We're excited about it. You know, it's uh I'm retired. So I have time to to help improve football not only in section three, four, but all over the state. So sure. when I tell you Everybody now wants to do an all-star game between sections that, you know, are close in geography. Sure. Yep. And, and that makes sense. 11 on Long Island want to do it. Hey, it sounds great. Go do whatever you want to do. However, we can help build New York State football. Because at this point, you know, it, it's not where it should be. It, I, I, I'm being honest. I mean, when you look at the states that we touch geographically, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and I'm going to cheat by throwing in Ohio because it ain't that far away. Yeah, it's right there on the all edge. Had, they all have Thanksgiving Day bowl games. They, they promote football. You can play 12. In Pennsylvania, they play 16 games, and we're playing eight and going home. How does that make our kids better? Yeah, that's we used to do that way back in the day. You'd play eight. Yep. You know? So trying to get that, you know, moved. It's a very slow process, but not, I'm not going to let it die until I, I've done my best to get, you know, New York State better in football. 
Yeah, you're it, Paul. I've only known you for a few days now, and I can already tell you're a great ambassador uh, for the game. You actually played the game at high levels, and you've done a lot of things for the youth, which is the the future of the game. So you're def definitely a great ambassador for that. And thank you for taking the time to share the knowledge with us about this new game. And then uh, hopefully we'll have a really good game on Sunday, and let's see where this takes it. And you have the time and place to tell everybody, so that's good. And again, yep. I appreciate you being. Let, let me be a guest on uh, Cover Four, and hopefully uh, down the road we can hook up and do some great things for football. Sure, absolutely. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. And remember, tell your friends. Coach Smith says, visit Cover4.com and be the next fan up. In football and life, it's not where we line up, it's where we wind up. Thank you for listening to the Cover 4 Podcast.